welcome to the podcast. Hello, it's our podcast. Things to do. Fun for you. Howdy, I am Michelle. Want some fun? We'll tell. Just for you. Goes by fast. In, in our, our podcast. podcast. Lost the and podcast. Mikey's at the podcast. Arthur's here. Nate's too. Talking lots of stuff here. Watching animes here. What a blast. Goes by fast. It's a podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the big podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the big podcast. Door is open. Come on in. Now you're here. So let's begin. Oh my God. I have yet to be part of one of these. It's another episode of Full Metal Analysts. <laughs> Welcome to our show where free riders analyze each and every episode of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I'm Michelle. I'm Arthur. And I am Mike. And our guest today is recurring guest, Hey Clashman. I have no idea what just transpired, but I'm so glad to be here again. <laughs> we can so, say it again for you if you wanted to. Yeah. No, okay, ready? One, two, I, three. I, Welcome to, to the podcast. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, really. Thank you. A for effort. Thank you, guys. Bear in the Big Blue House. For anyone who doesn't know, everyone knows that bear. I recall that show vaguely. Someone contradict me. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> we all remember the bear. And this week, and we're here all together not to talk about Bear in the Big Blue House, but to talk about this week's episode, Filial Affection, which was directed by Toru Ishida, who directed The Fifth Laboratory, Father, Conflict of Bow School, and a couple more after this. And it was written... By Yoneki Tsumura, who wrote Envoy from the East, Father Before the Grave, a couple more before this, and this is actually his last episode of the series. So let's ring out the cannon and salute for a final episode. Kudos. Excellent work. (laughs) And now it's time for one of us to do our improvised 21 second recap. This is the moment of the podcast where one of us will do an improvised 21 second recap of this week's episode, and that person will be decided by the roll of a dice. If it lands on one, it's me. If it lands on two, it's Arthur. If it lands on three, it's Mike. If it lands on four, it's our guest, Nate. Let's roll the dice. Two. Woo! Uh, What was the post credits again? I don't. That's so you. You gotta know that. Okay, okay, <laughs> it's your okay. job. Three, two, one, go. Okay, here we go. Um, they fight Pride. They trap him in a stone. That's it. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll give that to you. Okay. What happens to the post credits is that they find. Roy and Hawkeye and Mrs. Bradley, and they're like, shoot at Mrs. Bradley, we don't need her. Oh, yeah. There we go. So technically, you didn't finish the recap, so uh, let me undo that check, and now you get it wrong. I don't remember being graded for these before. Too late. But yes, that was the episode. Wow, you're right. Not a lot happened. Not a lot happened, but they were moments of great significance. Oh, yeah. I I would say it's not, (laughs) again, well... I'll stop saying this, but the show is is a little different. The time is expanding and slowing down. So the plot movements aren't as huge, but you still have great moments that live within the characters. I can definitely say this wasn't a transitional episode. This was an event. It was a really cool fight. We've been on this rise for like six episodes. Everything was moving forward so fast. Like everybody was going all the way over the country. And now we just stopped for a fight with someone very, very important, very powerful. It feels like an obstacle. The first real challenge ever since the whole groups, all the teams started moving forward, moving their plans, yada, yada, yada. And now it's like 
one of the first big hurdles they have to go over, you know, the first bridge they have to cross that is really powerful and going to help uh, solve things in the future. So we have been on this rise for six episodes and then boom, Thunderdome with two little boys and that's it. <laughs> Thunderdome with two little boys. <laughs> I have two stupid hot takes I want to ask really fast, like what your guys' opinions are. I think they're yeah. admittedly stupid hot takes, but I think I could talk myself out of these, of even making these points. But point number one, was it necessary for Al to sneak up on Pride to do this? <laughs> uh, it was, you know, it was another one of those plans that was like those dear sister things where it's like, okay, then I'm going to be like, hey, Pride. And then <laughs> Al's going to rub behind him and he's going to be like, I don't think so. And he's going to stop Al and then he's going to call out dumb. And I'm going to be like, don't you call my son dumb. Which and then <laughs> we're going to trap him. It's a crazy plan. It makes no sense. Yeah. But, you but, know, it worked like a charm. Second dumb hot take I just want to address really fast is like, I guess Al is trapped in there with pride. That could be kind of cool. I feel like it's maybe a little unessential part of the plan. Like that Al had to be trapped in there feels a little extra. But it's like, okay, well, it's interesting. Like, let's just say that happened. And like while they're in there, should they be talking or should Al not be like just punching this kid for a whole day? I was thinking about that. <laughs> Al could literally kill him. Just over and over again, punching the kid. Over just, and over yeah. again. I mean, nonstop. How many times would he revive? Because the lion chimera was punching him and destroying this little kid and nothing happened. But like, like no hijinks, no extra stuff, no mind games, just punching. Just punch him. <laughs> Just punch just him until he's punch dead. Punch a kid. Just punch a kid and be happy. Um, although they, they don't want to kill anybody. That's still true. Al does not want to kill. And Al is just not going to kill no matter what people on the internet tell him to do. <laughs> Here's a message to all you people posting in 2010. Have better opinions because I want to read better opinions. I don't want to read these awful wrong takes. Yeah. Oh, like you don't seek them out. <laughs> I don't. I'm always like, I'm looking for the good one and I never no, find there, it. There's definitely some strong... Someone saw that and was like, this is just... There's one friend that's just asking for plot holes. Why, though? Because <laughs> I feel like if they find plot holes, it's like... It doesn't deserve the recognition. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's dumb. That's pretty dumb. Nothing is bulletproof. Nothing is perfect. Everyone likes to take pot shots at, like, Titanic, you know? There's something weird about, like collecting dirt on something you know what i mean there seems something self-destructive oh, yeah, everyone about, yeah like, it's like oh, the oh fuck, there wasn't line. room enough on the door for for, for jack i think you know it's <laughs> right. like and that's the reason you don't like titanic is because of the door yeah i mean obviously i mean there was definitely enough room on that door but but it was <laughs> yeah it i mean was no one's questioning there was room on the door you know <laughs> i mean if they just spread out it seemed like pretty clear right? to me. I mean, why did he just Fucking get on the door. You're going to tell me there's only one door in the entire... Yeah. It doesn't... <laughs> but fucking... I mean, of course there's room on the door. James Cameron, of course there was room on the... But, no, but it's, it's weird to get... Door. It's just weird to get it, fixated on the, that it's one. It's weird like, to get really fixated and angry about how even though it's like clear, on the fucking door. It's clearly something they could have fucking fixed. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah clearly. But it's just weird. Just with a, a few seconds of thought, you could have made the door a little smaller. I mean... But, you know, it's, movie. it's just not worth, you know, fixating or talking about that. Or right. I mean, it's, it is a long movie to get to the door and be like, oh, God, that's how it ends. <laughs> right. But, but I mean, still. <laughs> did the door touch you guys in an appropriate place? What's this deal? What's this no, no, I'm just saying, like, we're just trying to illustrate, like, how crazy we're that would be. We're just trying to show. Yeah. If someone would be really angry about the door, 
you know, it'd be kind of a bullshit reason to hate just, a, a really good movie. The really yeah, good just, movie. Just because there was clearly if she just fucking scooted yes. over a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think Full Metal Alchemist's door is? Do you think there is a door? <laughs> it's funny because there is a door, but it's a totally not that one. Yeah, that door is fine. The biggest problem I think that we've collectively found with Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood that I think we could all agree on is the mismanagement of how they doled out the Pride inside information. The asymmetry of information for Pride was like stupidly <laughs> handled. Sure. Like we could have done it in a lot of different ways. We came up with a couple viable ones that would have been better. We, we did for <laughs> sure. The only thing you have control over in an adaptation is the order of information and how much time you give to certain things. They really flubbed that so royally with Pride's reveal. I found so this interview with the director. The series director was like, we had the manga and the manga was like the Bible to us. And I'm like, there's your problem. <laughs> That's your advantage is you have, like someone told me, like the advantage of adapting something into a film or movie. Basically, you're writing the 101st draft. That's why it's so good because you've had someone to write like 100 drafts. So why not take advantage of that? But what it, I think Nate has a good question. What is the door? Like, what is the BS reason that someone would be like, the oh. show sucks because... I'll tell you what. I've got a perfect door moment. But I should say that I don't see this as a door because I personally agree with it. And that's the Eric Brothers' insistence on not using the Philosopher's Stone. Because while it is very much based on character... There's information that's revealed throughout the course of the show where it's like the show is systematically breaking down every single excuse they could have for not using a Philosopher's Stone. Like, actually, you'll be helping the people inside the Philosopher's Stone. Actually, you'll be doing this. Actually, you'll be doing that. Actually, you'll be doing that. And the only thing that remains is that they insist on not using it. And so you have this big door moment coming up where some people end up seeing it as a door moment because... Even though it is based on character, it's not as strong as every other reason that they give throughout the course of the series. I don't but know because it's like something they just—it's not something they created. They just found. It just came into their possession. No, that's not what I People mean. People are already Stop dead. that just right gonna now. Go, let the Stop souls that. Go to waste. Not... They're gonna let the souls go to waste. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but that argument works if we're looking at things purely from a logical perspective. But the reason why it becomes a door moment is because there is a reason why, and that reason is mostly moral, which is like morals don't really work as well on this type of genre because we're just so used to things operating on logic and not morals and emotion. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know what you're getting at, Michelle, but we'll talk about it's it. It's like my plate of veal argument. Like if somebody there... makes you a steaming hot plate of delicious veal and you can't be like, oh God, I'm not eating that. How dare you? You have to eat it because otherwise... It's all in vain. No. What's the point? What's the point <laughs> of saving lives? This if argument still so doesn't work, Mike. <laughs> Why? Why doesn't it work? Because you uh, don't eat the veal. Just don't. But then it died for nothing. That's not my fault. Suffered for I'm not nothing. Gonna just, I'm they not going to use the senseless killing of a veal to justify <laughs> me eating veal. I'm not going to eat veal. Not even to get uh, your body back? <laughs> no. <laughs> 
what about your brother's Wait, so body? I think, Michelle, you, aren't you basically saying that you wouldn't use the stone? No matter yeah. what. No, but I'm referring to a very specific moment coming up that you know what it is, Arthur. And I think Nay knows what it is. And it just comes down to character. And I do feel like it could have been, you know, well, it could yeah, have well, been better planned, yeah, better set up. But we haven't reached and, that moment yet. Yeah. For the moment, it feels like we're just uh, maintaining resolve for mostly nothing. It's like... Uh, well, no, until I, that moment I think, comes up, it's hard. I think it's still, I think it ties into the main tension of the show that we said towards the beginning of the podcast, and that is can Ed and Al maintain their humanity? That's not the main tension, though. Or, I mean, can they get their body back? Which the show honestly forgot. Because the problem with the, with the father plot is that it's so big that the whole body thing is like, who care? It's like Al was like, I could stay here in this bubble for until the promised day ends. But at the same time, I was like, well, aren't you slowly drifting away? Like they introduced that yeah. ticking clock of <laughs> yes. him disconnecting from the armor. But that ticking mm -hmm. clock doesn't matter when it comes to beating father. You mm -hmm. know, it's plot clock. OK, I have a question. The Fuhrer's wife. OK, and like. They're going to just kill this lady. You know what I mean? They don't care. They're like, we only need Mustang alive, right? Kill everybody else, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. In my thinking, there's no way that Mustang thought that without, especially without fear of Bradley, that his wife was of any value to these people. You know what I mean? There's no way he could think that homunculi would place value on this woman's life. Listen, Bradley wants his wife dead because it's easier to divorce. So... <laughs> But my question is, is he going to have her killed? Is he going to have basically the homunculi kill the Fuhrer's wife so that when the Fuhrer comes back in play, he's like, oh, I'm conflicted and don't know what to do anymore. And I, and I want a vengeance, you know, it would be the ultimate sort of like funny thing if father's undoing is the fact that his little mockery of family actually exhibits some kind of hallmarks of real family. And that is his ultimate yeah. undoing, is that he didn't... Is, I know. You know? <laughs> Look, I when I came here the first time, I said, like, I watched the show a long time ago, so it's basically like I'm watching all over again. So I don't know what happens, actually. I don't remember what happens. So for me, that would be kind of interesting to see and to understand humanity as the main enemy for Father. The sole thing he swore to destroy just ends up backfiring that'll be great i think this just goes to back up the point that i made way back when father first showed up which is that as a villain he's super uninteresting because everything we're talking about is like so ambiguous and so hard to like decipher and to get a clear reading on to me that's a result of him just being so distant from the plot and so separated and so honestly like kind of boring father succumbs to a big bad sort of plot issue that you see in so many different things like even star wars like the original trilogy like is the emperor really that interesting like no darth vader is the cool one that's my problem with father is that by virtue of the way his plan works by virtue of the way he works everything the eric brothers do father is like mm, they did something well that doesn't ruin my plans Father is just boring as shit and you want your villain to be active because otherwise it just feels like they're, it just feels like we're marching towards the inevitable conclusion that the Eric brothers are going to 
face up against father it's gonna be a wall and they're gonna be like oh we found a, a power up and now we're gonna punch the wall harder and we've beat the show oh we saved the day and it's I like i completely disagree with both of you i completely disagree no, with you I, if anything what i was trying to say is i was trying to kind of excuse the show like that is just kind of the role of guy he's now the puppet master he's now pulling the strings Maybe we could see that a little bit more, but I think that's an acceptable role for a villain. Every villain doesn't need like a great reason. Every villain doesn't need a cool like how they got their story. Every villain doesn't need like to believe they're actually doing good. Some villains can just be selfish sons of bitches who want to do a bad thing. And that's okay. If you're going to do that, the story of do of fighting this bad son of a bitch doesn't want to be a thing. Better be interesting. It better not but, be. But the, is it not the, interesting? Well, it's it, all it's of these past episodes so far have boiled down to the good guys doing something. We don't know what their plan is, by the way. We still don't know. Because but by the looks of things, they're clearly not making an but effect it is, but dude, on it the is bad guys. Interesting, because like, father doesn't give a shit. Because they're uncovering and it. Like, and, they're, and it's like this whole crazy thing where the entire nation was like hijacked into creating this giant, you know, transmutation well, but circle. It is, it, but we know the last time this happened, it destroyed an entire nation. So we what? Know no, so, so we, so we've, I think we know enough <laughs> that- It's not like Tenet like where they're like- well, Yeah, like no one's, we know no enough. one's Okay, not... you know what? We know enough. Okay, Arfa, you think we know enough? Okay, Mike, what is Fire gonna do? You're missing the point. I think- What is Fire yeah, yeah. going to do? Mike, Wait, if we know enough, what is Fire no, going no, to do? That's not, that's not- That's not the point. That I don't know. Then what is the point? No, the, the point, point is, is that he's Father's going to do, do something, something bad terrible. and he's going he's to kill something. Terrible. He's going to kill people. People yeah. are why? going to die. I want to know why. Why do you want to know why so bad? Because I want to be invested in this bullshit. If it's just, if I wanted to see a bunch of people joining together and punching a bad guy in the face, I would go see Naruto or Bleach because at least the fights but are more freaking and I get But is that what you feel like you're watching? Is that what you feel like you're seeing right now? That's what they're building up. But doesn't it seem like that's what they're building up? It doesn't feel like they're building up to that to me it feels How like there's going to be fighting involved but ultimately this is not going to come down to who punches the hardest ultimately this is going to come down to a decision that i think ed and al will probably make it i think that if this show doesn't come down to a decision it will be an ultimate failure and that there's just no way it doesn't come down to something the reason, he decides to do. The reason you have that idea right now is because, like, literally, we don't know what the good guy's plan is. We don't know what the... But like, we, we don't know he's going to kill a bunch it. of people. Yes, we do. Because if we don't know all these things, it <laughs> just... Be, we're being asked to invest on but seeing who's going to win but when these people enough. punch each other. But I just don't think that's what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm just terrible. I'm just very bored. Like, I'm sorry. I, this blew up. I'm bored. I'm very bored by the show right now. This Fullmetal Alchemist I don't believe this. I'm actively oh excited well, for my analysts where we hate the show we're talking about. <laughs> it's not that it's bad. It's just that it's mediocre. It's like literally all, the line. Every it's, look, we just lost all our listeners. They all just put on like song exploder or some shit. Like they're done with us. Listen, I don't I, get, uh, I listen. Think that, uh, I'm sorry. It's time to listen. Listening somebody be like agree or disagree with me, but like listen to what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the side of the show that's represented by Father is inherently weaker than every other side of the show because this show did not begin as the stories of people who are going to save the world, but that's what it is right now. The problem with that is that by not giving us enough information about either the bad guy's plan or the good guy's plan, there's nothing for us to latch on to. We're rooting for them based on the gist of something. And 
And the gist of something is okay if that's what you aim to do from the beginning. If this was a show about Edward Eric and Alphonse Eric's series of the world, the gist of the thing would be okay. But because it was not. Because the main tension was about them finding their bodies, this part is boring. We do not know how it relates to anything that we care about. We do not know how it relates to anything that we were interested in. And so we're just asked to be vaguely interest in this boring ass fight between these two characters that unfortunately just amounts to who can pull out the biggest trump card at the last moment of the fight i'm going to extend a olive branch here i'm gonna say i understand michelle and his point of view talking about the lack of a, of a present motivation and a reason for father to do what he's doing that's fine i understand we're less than 15 episodes away from the ending and we don't know what the goal is we just know that there is a big and a bad threat. Therefore, I stand with Mikey on the point that it doesn't make it less interesting because Father is using the bad fascist system as a backbone to uh, unravel his mastermind plan to create a transmutation circle. So it's not about the why, it's more about what could happen and the threat itself makes it dangerous because we know what happened in Xerxes. I'm lost here. It's a kind of a gray area. The lack of reason kind of disturbs me a little bit, but I understand the tension that maybe the belief that there's bad people in the backbone of the government doing shit is enough tension for me to know that the brothers and everyone gathered in this very large friend group must do something to stop it. I'm very, very, very eager to continue watching to see what happens because I basically forgot about what happened. But I understand Michelle's lack of present motivation. All right. Oof, this is well, this so is a heated argument. Sorry. This is heated. This is heated. Michelle? Everyone feel, feeling a little lighter. It's time for you to... No, it's not. I know, I know someone has a segment they want to do. Oh, the panda talk that we have to do for this episode. No, no, that's not it. Oh, he dropped out. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's a shame. Oh, no. The, the hole he dropped out through is turning. It's growing into, into a plot hole. Uh. Fall through the plot hole. <laughs> <laughs> the door was too small. And now not even you humble humans can escape. For I am the quiz master and I have a quiz prepared for you. Have you been watching have been observing carefully all the details because your souls depend on it. You may be bound to this reality forever if you do not get things right. Are you ready, Arthur, Michelle, and Mikey? Yes! We're ready. Question number one goes to my dear Michelle. Are you ready? Yes. How many times does Sprite hit Al's helmet? <laughs> Twice. You're wrong. Four times. <laughs> A little piece of her soul remains here. I am soulless already. Question number two goes for Mikey. I'm ready. Which year was Hughes born? Uh, I don't remember. 1789. No. <laughs> you missed by nearly 100 years, which is a mere speck of your existence in this place. Uh, time means nothing. Arthur, your turn. What color is Hawkeye's hairband? Black? No. It is red. Oh. <laughs> These questions written for Sherlock? <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, what color is Zampano's shirt? It's like black, isn't it? 
No, it's a blue shirt with, with a black vest. You oh, come on. It is a cat. Come on. Oh, my God. Mikey, your turn. When Scar and friends meet up with those three guys in the alley, what color is the long-haired guy's shirt? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Quizmaster. Uh, <laughs> I want to say mauve. No. You remain wrong. Ah, Let's yes. go to Arthur. Come on, we're halfway there. Your souls are already wavering in this existence. Oh my god, this is a special kind of hell. <laughs> Question number six for Arthur. Let's go. When Ed picks up his red coat, how many times does he shake it? <laughs> Twice. Twice, you are right. Fuck that is yeah. amazing, my dear. You're one step closer to freedom. Uh. Uh, yes. I was gonna oh, guess screw once. screw you, Arthur. <laughs> in the last frame of the ending with the map and counter transmutation circle, in what language is the text around it? Hebrew! You got it right, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. I could have answered that. Mikey, <laughs> in the post credit scenes, how many windows can we count on the house? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there is uh, at least one. <laughs> that is correct. There's that is, see that, Mike, Mike, see that, see that. There's at least one window in that house. For legal reasons, you are correct. <laughs> yeah. humans, you may now leave this pocket dimension, but beware the quiz master will return. Mike! It's time for you to stop looking at the clock and start looking at the bat because now it's time for Mikey at the bat. This is the moment of the podcast where Mike has to guess what happens in next week's episode based solely on the title and the thumbnail. Please subscribe to us the thumbnail for next week's episode, Upheaval in Central. All right, looks like we've got all the Dolcettos surrounded by challenge mode name everyone uh zampano <laughs> uh, yeah yeah no you got one <laughs> that's it that's all i could do i don't know their names but upheaval in central like we know that there is insurrection on the streets in central things are going down it looks like all the characters are coming together there's going to be an upheaval in central there's already upheaval there they're going to go there they're going to try to get to the bottom of things there's going to be more fighting michelle's very bored by it oh my god listen bored <laughs> is not the right word what i meant to say is that it's in the line you know it's not amazing it's not awful it's just middle everything is going along everybody's plans more or less but all those plans are coming to a head at this point so i think something's going to go wrong now that mike has given his prediction it's time for us to grade this episode on a scale from one to five i'm going to get things started by saying 2.5 i would give this one three three and a half it was a good one not my favorite but it was good an enthusiastic three-star episode just not epic you know but that's okay because i feel like that's coming and you know still interesting okay i think i'm going with three and a half stars as well um a little underwhelming on the plan as we discussed earlier just you know jump the kid from behind what the fuck but i thought the development al's development especially was kind of interesting i'm seeing him in a different light now this is a good setup for the future and now we've reached the end of this week's episode of Full Metal Analysts. So I'd like to take this moment to thank our guest, Nate, for coming. Thank you so much, Nate. Thanks, Nate. It's been a pleasure having you thank here. Thank you, Nate. It was my pleasure. The discussion was heated, but very constructive. And I think this is the very core of the show, to discuss and dissect everything to its core. And I loved being here, as always. It's only natural. <laughs>
Oh, shut up. Do you have anything you want to? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything you want to plug, Nate? Um, you can follow me on Twitter. I sometimes tweet in English because I, like Michelle, am from Brazil. My podcast is in Portuguese. I don't know if your demographics hit those. You can find me on Twitter at astronate with an underscore after the end, and my podcast is called Kang Show. That's K A N Show. On all platforms, it's easy to find us. Just go listen to us. If you like this podcast, you're pretty much gonna like my podcast too. Can you give us your best Full Metal Alchemist? Full Metal Alchemist. And if you don't want to be trapped in a rock dome, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. That's twitter.com/fm/theworldanalysts. Subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast. If possible, leave us a review saying that you agree with me, or recommend the no. show to a friend by saying you agree with me. <laughs> We'd like to thank Sarah Lindner for managing our Tumblr. You can check that out at fullmetal-analyst.tumblr.com. But watch out, there are spoilers there. We'd also like to thank Camilla Franklin for doing our podcast art. You can check out more of her work by following her on Instagram, at Camillastrator. If you like this episode and would like to hear more, why not subscribe to our Patreon? For just $2, you receive extended versions of each episode a week early. That's right, you can listen to next week's episode right now by going to patreon.com slash fmanalysts. That'll be all for now. We'll see you next time on Full Metal Analysts. Until then, it's time to end this with a song. Hey, this was really fun. We hoped you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when, when suddenly, suddenly we're, we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go But hey, I say, well that's okay Cause we'll see you very soon, I know Very soon, I know Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye As we look down the winding road Michelle Arthur and Mikey too We'll all see you on our next episode Our next episode Our next episode Stay frosty